2: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand.
0: Will this Seattle Kraken team make the playoffs in year one? Because after looking at this roster, unless the last two picks that we don't know about are going to be Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux, I'm sorry, I don't think they're making the playoffs in year one.
2: Spicy.
3: I think that they will. I like Ron Francis a lot. They're all NHL players. If you're good enough to play in the NHL, you're good enough to have success. They won't light the world on fire, but I think they'll get in.
2: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
0: Alright, welcome everybody uh, to the RP Show. We're on one. And it just started near the end of hour one, so uh, fill up your coffee, settle in. By the way, I just finished off my Tim's and I've moved into Caliber Coffee here an hour or two. Nelson, great job. Because, my God, you need to be a Mensa member to make coffee with that system (laughs) that you have over there, by the way. I know it's pretty uh, complex. but It's complex. You might have to move to Regina. I think we'll keep him. We'll keep him. Our content creator, Nelson, is in town. He was at our expansion draft watch watch party last night. I think we'll keep him. Yeah. He's good. So we are just finding out here. What uh, what the side deals were for the Seattle Kraken last night or yesterday, leading up to the expansion draft? 1 p.m. Eastern is when that was unveiled. So this is where I'm really going to rely on Clark to put this on the monitor, and you people, the viewers, to help me out because I'm on the fly here. But the CFL fans are awake, and they want to talk about what's going on in the Canadian Football League. And yes. The league would love you to believe that everything's rosy, but it's not all rosy. And I'm not going to get into what's not rosy about it, but Edmonton cut a guy yesterday by the name of Kenny uh, Stafford. And he's a friend of the show. He's Drunk Carter's cousin, which automatically makes him family to me. And I think Jamie Elizondo, the head coach, when he said that he was not a cultural fit, probably wishes he could take that back. But Kenny's upset, and he's gone off on Twitter and saying his character's being attacked. And so the the viewers are chiming in with this. William May and Lloyd Minster says, one bad apple can rot the whole box. Why are we saying that about Kenny Stafford? You don't know, because Jamie Elizondo said that? Until yesterday, you didn't know anything about the guy. And that's where I get personally well, Darren Workman is watching in Salt Lake City, Utah right now. He says, the worst thing that can happen to an athlete is to be considered a bad teammate or a cancer. So and he's right. So I'm going to get into story time here right now. The Toronto Argonauts, you remember the day they cut three players all at once on one day? Vidal Hazelton, Tory Gurley, and Kevin Elliott. Three guys, Gone. And I thought, I was with the Rough Riders at the time, and I'm like, oh, they must be three bad dudes. Must have got into trouble, and they just said, we're done with these guys, and they cut him. Well, a couple years later, lo and behold, Tori Gurley reaches out to me. I'd never met the guy, didn't know him from Adam. Fast forward to now, and we're best friends. And I said, what happened back, what happened when you got caught by the Argos? He goes, oh, we'd lost however many in a row, and they wanted to make us look like bad guys and make an example of us. Because of that incident, I thought Tory was a bad guy. Then I find out he's a, he's a great guy. And the teams can make you look so bad if they want to. Or anybody can. Especially in the day of social media. So you wonder why Kenny Stafford's so upset. That's why we want to give these guys the opportunity to come on and tell their side of the story because nobody's ever really done that. But Darren Workman said it, the worst thing that can happen to an athlete is to be considered a bad teammate or cancer. I don't even want to say any more on this because I involve, I work so much in this in the recovery world, in sports, and what past employers have done to people that the players are having a very tough time coming back from later in life. Yeah. You know what? I'm, that, that, that's why I get so personally offended by this, and I'm sick of teams doing this. I'm not personally saying Jimmy Elizondo; we can say whatever he wants. But can you at least understand that I see where Kenny Stafford's coming from? If this isn't right, yeah, go ahead. No, and it happens with coaches too.
3: Oh right? yeah, when when things are going bad, you know the coach ends up being the scapegoat, and you know you want to move on. and You think, okay, well that's the issue. We'll get somebody else in here. The culture will instantly change, and. Culture is, you know, grown from the collective group and everybody together. It's not just one person, I think. You can have bad people in and out around your organization that you need to get rid of. But, yeah, make the move. Make the cut. Don't make a big deal about it. That's how I would operate. But, again, he can operate how he wants. And if, if Jamie thinks it's best for the team, then it's probably best for the team. But we know Kenny Stafford. We know he's a good
0: dude. Yeah, and they, you know, the teams literally don't care about the player. And I, I'm okay I'm honestly okay with that. They treat the players and staff as discardable. That's just the business. You do understand when you get into it that that's the way that it goes. But you know, all the CFL fans chiming in. And, and by the way, bring it. I'm okay with it. The second half kickoff, by the way, is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the Seattle Kraken fan club and the UFC. Jack Fulton's watching in Vulcan, Alberta. He says, Kenny Stafford is a stand-up guy. I guarantee it. If Jack says it, I believe it. I don't know Kenny well, not as well as I know his cousin, Duran, but you all know what I think of Duran. Uh, Chris Bird, Argos fan watching in Toronto, says that three player dumping by the Argos was brutal. And I guess shame on me for assuming at that time that they were all bad guys, but I was raised in this game from birth. That's just my predisposed thinking, right? Yeah. You dumb three guys, they must be bad guys. Okay. Um, Wayne in Victoria, BC, that says that story about Tory is disgusting from the team side to do that to players. That's not even pointing the finger at the Argos because all teams do that. My God, we were just in, you want to know what teams have done to me? And the funny thing about Torrey – and I, is over time, you do get over it, and you move on. Mm-hmm. And that's quite frankly why Tori is where he is in life now. I said, well, if you really want to get into it, Tori called me with the last job offer that he had. It was with the South Carolina Gamecocks. They wanted him to do color commentary on their broadcast, his alma mater. And he goes, Rod, they gave me a list of 25 things I can and can't do and rules I got to follow. I had to do that as a player. I don't want to do that as a broadcaster. I said, well, I guess you got your answer, don't you, Tori?'" And, of course, his girlfriend, now wife, Kim, got on the phone. And she's like, yeah, Tori can't work for somebody else. He's got to work for himself. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the club. And that's why, yes. back to yesterday with Frank Saravelli, the baby-faced assassin. My brother called me last night. I was on the way home from our draft party. And he's like, well, <laughs> he's like, Saravelli's either going to get snatched up by another network or never work for anybody ever again after what he did yesterday. And I said, and I'll guarantee you Frank's fine with it because I am. Anyways. Yes.
3: And his phone isn't going to be shut off. His contacts aren't going to stop talking to Frank Saravelli. No, clearly. Otherwise, they wouldn't have given clearly. him the scoop in the first place. But he's going to learn, ooh, this is actually pretty good all by myself doing my own thing. I got a lot of attention Got a lot more followers. I'm pretty good at this. Well, let's,
0: let's go a little more into it. Down the rabbit hole. Craig Campbell watching from the hockey hall of fame in the GTA. He says, I always wondered why the Argos released those three players. And it did appear as though they were problem players, but they weren't, but you're right. They made it look like that. And I think, well, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says no one will ever know for sure in these situations. Players will have one side, organization will have another. But like most things in life, truth lays in the middle. It does. That's why when you hear people say there's two sides to every story, nah, there's three sides to every story. For sure. Uh, William May and uh, Lloyd Minster, which, by the way, when he says Lloyd Minster, I got to say, Braden Holpe, somebody wrote me and said, you can't say that he's Saskatchewan. He's from Lloyd Minster. His mural is on the Saskatchewan side of the border, okay? It's painted on the uh, tracks. Oh, yeah. On that concrete thing. Don't at me. We're taking him. We're claiming him as a Saskatchewan guy. Oh, that Jex Burton's watching in uh, Edmonton. He wanted to know when the Bedard train was coming through. Connor Bedard and God's team, the Regina Pats. Moose looked it up. February 8th. Oh, 18th and 25th. Didn't you say 18th and 25th? No. Let me look it up. Yeah, because I said it's twice in a week. No, no, no. Yes, you're right. Um, Not
3: in a week. Here. Wonders ever cease. Tuesday, February 8th. Pats are in Edmonton at Rogers Place. Pats are back at Edmonton on the 25th and Edmonton I believe visits the uh, Pats late December, 27th. Can you say those again, Moose? All right. Edmonton's in Regina December 27th and then the Pats are in Edmonton on February 8th and February 25th. <laughs> Pats are in Edmonton.
2: How about that? There you
3: go.
0: Hey, it's 11:11. And I
3: and I bet you when we talked about that CHL broadcast deal with TSN and CBC, there will be more than a handful of Regina Pats games. Oh yeah, they'll want Connor Bedard, probably against Moose Jaw, maybe Brandon or Winnipeg, maybe one of these teams in the center. But they'll the Pats will be uh, <laughs> will be front and center in a lot of these games.
0: Sorry to just settle into let's do it the rectangle nature of this show. One, I just got a text. Holtby has a freaking Sask flag on his helmet. Of course he's from Saskatchewan. Don't try and say <laughs> that he's from Alberta. Stop. Um, Paul Allen, watching in Minnesota, says, Hashtag Saskatchewan semantics. <laughs> Lloyd Minster is the twin cities of the prairies. Hashtag Carlisle with a K. Craig Button said it last hour. Are they Are going to change Carlisle? the home of Brendan Morrow, to now starting with a K, Carlisle, because of the Kraken, the Saskatchewan Kraken. I meet new people all over the place, especially in business. And they yeah.
3: ask me, so tell me about the show. Well, yesterday we spent a whole segment talking about where Braden Holtby is really from. Is he from Saskatchewan or is he from Alberta? And We uh, debated Lloyd Minster. Those are the things that come up on the show on a daily basis.
0: They're telling me that Sportsnet Flames' Ryan Leslie has logged in Oh, I'm sure he's really enjoying this discussion, by the way, and he's going to have to wait seven minutes before he comes on the air to bring the Alberta side of the equation from Sportsnet Flames. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, Jax Burton says, choo-choo, Bedard train. He's starting something. And my brother was in a, what do you call it, glass case of emotion? Yes. Yesterday that Connor Bedard was not invited to Canada's World Junior camp their identification camp in august i'm like who cares the guy's been through a lot personally professionally maybe maybe he had a deal maybe his agency said let's give the kid the month off maybe he had a driver's lesson he just turned 16 on sunday well to look at it here's the thing here for me
3: They had the roster announced for the summer camp. And usually you can't get on this team unless you end up at the summer evaluation camp. I believe that's changed. There is a group of players that have been invited but are not participating. And Bedard's not in that list either. But you know what? His play does the talking. His play does the talking. And he's going to be undeniable by the time we get to December. And I imagine he joins that team for camp early December.
0: Let the record show Connor Bedard will play for Team Canada in the World Jays this year in Red Deer, okay? Write it down. Write that up against the uh, Jays at 100 wins there on that uh, (laughs) recipe card. Moose has the Jays winning 100 games, and I got the holy child playing for Canada at the World Jays next year in Red Deer. Uh, Cam Dickey is watching on Vancouver Island. He's watching on the Game Plus television network where it's carried all through BC and Alberta on the TELUS optic cable carrier. He says, great show, man. Regarding Shea Weber, get your mind around the fact he did not get drafted in the Western Hockey League Bantam draft. Just goes to show you that it's a marathon and not a sprint. Shea Weber. The news today, by the way, Mark Bergevin saying that Shea Weber will miss all of next season. And that his career may very well be over. Because I'm sitting there going, he just played 30 minutes a game through the Stanley Cup playoffs. And well, by the way. And Craig Button said in hour one, he was like on, on a adrenaline. Yeah. Well. This just sad. Well,
3: and you go that hard, that long, and your body goes through all that. We've all been that, that there in our own way. Run a long race. You know, put in a... 25-hour shift, you know, and not slept. We've all done these types of things, you know. Think of me traveling to Houston and what I went through, and we kind of come down from it, and when you finally, you can go. Adrenaline can keep you going, and when you sit back, and then you really relax, and then you're like, your body starts seizing up, and you're like, okay, I'm never going to do that again. Like, I might not be able to get back up to that level. You can ride that level for a while when you're broken, but when you settle, then you start to really feel it. So... He might not play for the year. And if he settles and he has some energy
0: and wants to come back, great. But a lot of guys just won't. David Ice in Winnipeg says, Saskatchewan has produced the most NHL players per capita in Canada. Absa Smurfly. But I knew that. Uh, Jax Burton says, If Bedard isn't on Team Canada's World Juniors, I'm selling my tickets. Moose is correct about the Jays. 100 wins. Book it. But it didn't help that they soiled themselves against the Red Sox this week in Buffalo. They needed that one. Okay, so now, Leslie, you know what we're going to talk about. There's a lot of topics on the table. Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet Flames joins us next. And he really loves the CFL, too. So we'll get his thoughts on that. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Sud's full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
2: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. you got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
0: Hey guys, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships, and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming. Their fourth generation performance package includes the brand new Lawnmower 4.0. If any athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls. And join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going with the code FANSIDED20. I know I talk about it every day in the podcast, but listen, we've all done it. We've all had to groom ourselves. No clunky razors that are meant for your face, or dare I say your back, or pain in the ass extension cords, leaning over the toilet. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 comes in a convenient size. It was specifically designed for trimming below the waist. Make it happen, guys. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Again, free shipping around the world and 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Laid back and kicking
2: it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob.
0: Okay, welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues, although we now officially, I believe, have more viewers in the United States of America. And by the way, just before we bring on Sportsnet Flames, Ryan Leslie, there is breaking news that was actually broken a couple days ago. Mike Smith has signed a officially two-year, 2.2 million per year deal with the Edmonton Oilers. I just got a text from a hockey head scout guy. Let's just settle this. The reason Connor Bedard isn't going to Canada's World Junior Under-20 camp next month is because he's in Canada's Under-18 camp at the exact same time. And I said to the guy, why wouldn't you bring Bedard to the big camp? And he said, blame Alan Miller.
2: How about that? Yeah.
0: It's the right move. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. He should be skating with the best players. We will be facing off on this later. Okay. So we got a lot... To get to and unpack with Ryan Leslie, our good and longtime friend. Look, ta-da! Look at this guy. It's laundry day. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> How about that? How you doing, Les? The How about good.
4: that? How about that? Yeah, I mean, love it. I was pretty, uh, pretty impressed when this showed up. Thank you, gentlemen. I, uh, I wear it proudly uh, whenever I can steal it away from my daughter. So thanks.
0: Oh, I appreciate it. Don't wear it around downtown Calgary, Ryan, because I'm afraid they'll be using you for target (laughs) practice. Uh, By the way, (laughs) Dale Berazuk writes in. He says, good afternoon. The draft was horrible. My son and I watched, and then we stopped. Camping wins. uh, We love your show. Hell of a job. Talk next week. Be safe. So he's out camping. What did you think of the crack at expansion draft telecast last night?
4: Uh, You know, obviously... uh it, it, it had to have some showmanship. Uh, it was—it wasn't bad. I, I, I'll say that they did a pretty good job. Uh, I was just kind of more fascinated by the process and and how it all went. But Roddy, I mean, that's a tough one to pull off and make everybody happy, make everybody feel comfortable. Hey, I'm sorry, I got the dog barking here, but uh, but we'll take it. And uh, it, I, you know, it was an exciting day. I was looking forward to it. Obviously, all the the news, most of it anyhow, broke early. But uh, just the idea that uh, we've got to look and, and feel for how it's going to go. The broadcast, I thought, was fine. Yeah, it uh, can't please everybody.
0: No kidding, right? Well, everybody likes to criticize. Like, I enjoyed it. Yeah, the picks being, was that was the spoiler, of course. But how do you feel, yeah. before I get to Giordano, how do you feel about the team overall?
4: I'm a bit surprised as it sits at this moment that they didn't maybe do more just in terms of uh, some of the bigger names i kind of understand uh, why maybe they didn't the philosophy the idea of what they're building for but i don't think we have a true understanding at the moment of of what their roster is going to look like on opening day i don't know if you guys have been batting that around but i certainly get the sense that there's more to come. And I think we know there's more to come. You're hearing talk of uh, Pitlick coming to Calgary. So um, that's just a small example, but I think that there's potentially a lot of big moves that still could be made. And I'm kind of curious to see what we saw last night versus what we see opening day. And uh, they got some good pieces. I, I like their blue line.
0: Yeah. Well, and Giordano anchors it and I watch every flames game, Ryan, you've interviewed Mark Giordano so many times so how do you think he feels about leaving the Flames after so many years and as the captain and be part of an expansion team in the Emerald City?
4: I can tell you he was uh, probably a little overwhelmed. Um, I think it was really, really hard. I, I, it's not like he was blindsided, Roddy, but I think the reality and the finality settling setting in the way it did, that... I know it was tough for him, his family, uh, his teammates, former teammates, I should say, uh, here in Calgary and around uh, North America and and obviously in Europe as well. And the messages poured in from all of those uh, flames and anybody who's ever played with him, anybody who's ever covered him. um, You know, I think it was overwhelming for him. I think um, to be thrust into that position without a goodbye, without a, you know, a proper send-off, if you will, uh, had to be a little tough. Um, I think it just gets back to the finality uh, of it all and the way it just happened. Um, and we'll, we'll chat with him here soon. Obviously, he's been uh, been going. And uh, get a chance to chat with him hopefully again this summer and, and see, you know, when the dust settles, what that's like. But that's a quality person, a quality player, and that's a key addition for that team. And whether or not he stays, um, you know, the remainder of his contract and beyond Uh, time will tell, but uh, they got a good anchor back there. They got a good leader and uh, certainly uh, a good captain.
0: Wonderful answer, by the way. And I knew that you had a personal relationship with him. And for me, it was Eberly. Like I saw him walking onto the stage last night with a Seattle Jersey on and he just looked stunned. (laughs) He's like, where am I? What's going on? Giordano, Giordano, I think hit it a little better, but you, you've really brought home the personal side of this, Ryan. That it's 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 shock for them because they wouldn't have been told what twenty four hours, and they're on a plane to Seattle. Like that's shocking.
4: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, I actually spoke with Sean Monahan uh, and told me that uh, you know they worked out in Etobicoke and then uh, then you know he's got to hop on a plane after. But uh, yeah, the shock was there, and you're right about Everly. But it's certainly with um, with Jordano. He's only worn that one jersey for the most part, and uh, it just looked weird, didn't it? It looked really, really weird. And I think Flames fans, hockey fans, it took a moment. I can't imagine it being, you know, being in that moment if you're him. Um, certainly, uh, the family is just kind of taking it as uh, as it comes. And uh, and you know what? I not only the good pro and the good person, but I you know he is going to adjust to this just fine. And I wouldn't be surprised if we have a uh, conversation down the road or when he meets with the media or publicly speaks about it and, you know, how great the city is and, you know, uh, he's going to be 38 in October. It'd be somewhat invigorated, I would imagine. And uh, those legs are still good. He's in some wicked shape. So I think uh, once you kind of get your head wrapped around it, I think it's going to work out just fine for him. And from a flame standpoint, you know, as difficult as it is for everybody to sort of digest, um it is a new chapter and it is time to i guess now turn the page and figure out who's going to be the next captain who is going to fill that hole in the blue line and where does the leadership group the the new leader um take this organization because it's got to continue to go up and uh we'll see who that is we'll see what that looks like in the coming weeks and months and years because uh as uh, Brad living said last night you just don't replace number five
0: yeah well what yeah why did they leave him unprotected then what was the explanation for that
4: well i mean he's 38 years old um you know you've got to keep some key pieces i get it 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 was purely business and those two Trilliving and giordano had a lot of dialogue on this over the last little while i would say maybe even a year um about this potential and um and and Mark said, you know, I believe as recently as yesterday that he told Tre Living that he understood it uh, and that, hey, you got to do what you got to do. And Roddy, you and your audience know this is pro sports and you've got to make tough decisions. You're allowed that sort of mourning period, if you will. And now you got to turn the page and you got to go out and find the next guy and who's going to fill those skates. So we'll see. Uh, Brad Tre Living's got a lot of work to do. But uh, that was not easy for anybody involved there. Certainly the fan base. And, uh, you know, Seattle gets a good one.
0: Uh, David Ice watching in Winnipeg says, "Jordano has never been to Seattle, he stated. Wow, I was there bi-weekly for decades. Haven't been of late, but very beautiful about the population of Winnipeg. I think it's a lot bigger than Winnipeg. But And I will talk about Seattle more in a moment with you, Ryan, but I'm just not finished with the Flames. Who do you think will be the next captain of that hockey club?
4: uh i'm not gonna avoid the question i simply don't know at this point roddy uh i don't know and i don't think it's an easy answer and that's a little troubling to me too that you don't have that answer um because you'd like to point the finger. there's there's good candidates i'm not suggesting that there isn't but is there a clear cut one i'm not sure at this point i think a lot of people would say matthew kachuk i think a lot of people would say look at the leadership of luchich does he have the minutes to warrant it um uh, Michael Backlund's been there for a long time, and Daryl Sutter drafted him. There's some candidates, but is there a clear-cut number one, in my opinion? Not at this point. Um, and maybe that changes, and maybe I'm completely out to lunch on it, but um, we'll see how that one shakes down. I, I, I don't know as though there's an automatic. And uh, I think, I don't know if I'm a fan of the no captain and you know a bunch of A's. I'm not really sure where. I come out on that. You've seen that in the past. I'm not a big fan of it, but I, but I understand it sometimes, too. So um, there are some quality people. You know, Elias Lindholm is a really good, complete pro, um, a good person. You know, there's some there's some people here that, uh, that scream leader. Is there a clear-cut one? Not in my opinion just yet.
0: Hey, I got one. Get Troy Brower off the desk with you. Dust him off and put him in a uniform. He'd be the perfect captain of the Calgary Flames. Troy Brower, you heard it here first. How about that?
4: <laughs> How about that? I, I love the brow. I love the brow. I'm not. And you know what? He's in some sick shape too.
0: Oh, of course he, he could, is. Uh,
4: he could probably still make an NHL team. Uh, I'm not sure he's coming back to Calgary though. I think he's probably done with his time. And I mean, he lives here, but I don't think he's coming to play for him.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, as Wife's from my hometown, Carmen, from Milestone, Saskatchewan. Bring that up to him next time you see him. Um, Seattle is a hockey market. I can't get enough talking about it. I've been there many times. I've been in some scrapes in those in that facility with fans throwing stuff. At I haven't. The team. Hey? I've never been to Seattle. I can't wait. Why would you? That's the thing. I was there with the Pats, of course, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, what, what's
4: the buzz in the hockey scr- world? You got into some scraps, did you? Oh, yeah.
0: does that surprise you
4: now this is a show this is a show yeah yeah this is a show
0: listen man i went to a club called the tropics one night with rich preston rico and he says "35, 35 years of being on the road this is the best spot i've ever been in the tropics and it was like right underneath the space needle it was amazing our trainer got thrown out that night and uh I'll stop there. I'm not going to name him. Just a great, just a great town. Um, As another trainer texted me last night, I read it to you, Darren. He goes, It's our kind of town. I said, Every town's our kind of town. Right? You get it, right, Ryan? (laughs) Look
4: at him. I don't know. It's just a couple of passages from the Bible, lights out for me on the road, and uh, good, clean living. (laughs) I know.
0: I've seen it firsthand. How about that? How about well? you actually, you know, the trainer, the tech that wrote me last night, by the way, he goes, we should do it again. And this time we might remember some of it. <clears throat> Anyways, glory days, yeah. glory days. Yeah. What, um, but what, what's the buzz about Seattle's a hockey market from your people?
4: Well, I think in this market, and, and you say uh, our people, you know, I think it's just more fascination. Uh, it's obviously a division arrival. I think there's a curiosity. Anybody who's been to the city swears by it, much like yourself. And, and now it was about curiosity as to the team, uh, the city, I think. And from what I hear, and I was talking to Milan Lucic yesterday as well, and he was just talking about how he's, he played there in junior when it was – but the key – am I going to get this wrong? Uh, is it the key center?
0: Uh, key arena. Yeah. Well, now it's climate arena, change. I
4: mean, yeah, 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 yeah. He was just reminiscing about playing there and how excited he was to uh, to be going back. So, um, you know, I'm kind of living vicariously through those who have been. I'm really curious to see um, what it looks like, what it feels like. I mean, anything that I've seen or heard is just wonderful about the city. So, the team will take shape. The city's ready. The league uh, has done a great job, as as we've seen with Vegas and and other markets, and and just continuing to grow it. So. Um, hey, I say, why not? And the the division is such an interesting situation too, where that that town and that team rather can uh, can jump right in and make a splash if they play their cards right. Because you know, your California's still trying to catch up a little bit. They'll be good in a couple of years. All those teams down there, and Edmonton and Calgary, you're not sure what you're going to get. Vegas is a powerhouse, so you know uh, it's a great time for Seattle to uh, come on in and, and make some noise.
0: From one of our viewers, Robert Munich writes in, he says, can Ryan confirm if Pitlick is coming to Calgary? Do you have any news on that?
4: Uh, You know what? I've reached out on that. I can't confirm it. I haven't checked my phone since we've been going, but uh, it does sound like it's headed that way. And, uh, you know, there's some Arizona ties there, which uh, we know management has ties to as well. So... Um, there's some oiler ties in there, and there's a few ties when it comes to Pitlick, but uh, they're obviously familiar with them, and and uh, that has been kind of buzzing around for a while. So I don't know at this moment, talking to you, if it's official, but it sounds like it's headed that way.
0: All right, Ryan. Well, this has just been wonderful as always, and um I can't wait, Ryan Leslie. I must follow on Instagram. You like to get out to the Rockies? How is your summer going? Are you ever going to get a break here to do that?
4: Oh, yeah. No, I no complaints. We just got back from uh, southern Ontario, my hometown. We we're on the shores of Lake Erie in a great little town of Port Dover, Port Ryersy. And you know who I had a chance to catch up with uh, and tell some great stories with uh, from my hometown, who you will know, the great Ryan Vandenbush. And anybody <laughs> who remembers Bushy Brandon remembers King's just great. how tough he yeah, was. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. That's got to know he's from there.
4: Uh, no, not the weakings. Ryan Vandenbush, tough guy uh, from uh, He's playing Chicago, <coughs> playing in
0: Chicago. It's another Vandenbush. Yeah. 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 A Blackhawks, tough guy. Yeah. Ryan Vandenbush. Gotcha. Yeah.
4: Rangers Vandenbush. Yeah. He was yeah, maybe an inch taller than me and nobody wanted a piece of him, but it was great to uh, great to catch up, and tell some old hockey stories. So we did three weeks back home out to the mountains with the dog all the time. So yeah, thanks for uh, bringing that up. Cause it's been, it's been a good summer for that. And soon we'll be uh, right back to work.
0: Good stuff. All right, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate it. Keep up the great work. Always appreciate the time.
4: Thanks for having me, well, gentlemen. That.
0: Ryan Leslie joining us from Calgary. He's just the best. Follow him, uh, like I said, on Instagram, Twitter. All the best. He does a great job. Okay. 24 minutes left, and we're going to do viewer takeover and all the rest. What else? we gotta, We got to face off. What were we going to face off on? Which camp Bedard should be at. Right. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to win one. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, which, if you didn't know already, is available all across Alberta and B.C. on the TELUS Optic Cable Carrier. Also live YouTube and Facebook and 24-Hour Sports Radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com.
2: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
0: Okay, welcome back, everybody. I got to tell you something. (laughs) Look, this is why it's good to be the Rod Peterson Show, because it's just how I feel. Welcome inside my mind. Scary place, huh? All these guys around here going just... Giddy about Tyler Pitlick just went to the Flames from the Kraken. He was picked yesterday by the Kraken off Arizona. Shane Gossespierre has just been traded from Philadelphia to Arizona. Look, that you lose me. Do you know what I'm saying? And I get you guys all got your phones down. You're all in your phones. Yep. But that's why, look, if Clark, can you put them up on the monitor and I'll read it and then I'm going to move on. But that's why I knew there was a void in this country for daytime sports talk. Because I'm sitting here looking at this sports update, Darren. It's 1.42 Eastern right now. Like the Blue Jays game last night is old news. Old news. And to sit and watch SportsCenter, obviously I love TSN. I kiss their butt every day. But to see SportsCenter 12 times in a row? What are we doing here? Yeah. Clark's typing them up right now. So take your time. And I'm going to read this. Oh, and by the way, I'm trying to do this as nicely as possible. The gentleman in Winnipeg by the name of David Ice said, oh, Seattle and Winnipeg have very similar populations. No, they don't. When you look on Wikipedia and it says Winnipeg's 800,000 people, it's 800,000 people. When you look on Wikipedia for Seattle, it's Seattle's 800,000 people. But there's Tacoma, there's Kent, there's Renton, there's Kirkland, Bellevue, all Everett, of these places. Everett, Bellevue. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, it's four million people, bruh. The United States Census Bureau defines the metropolitan area as the C- Seattle-Tacoma-Bellevue, Washington metropolitan statistical area, with an estimated population of four million eighteen thousand. 598 people, give or take a soul or two, as of 2020. It's the 15th largest metropolitan statistical area in the United States. There's towns in the United States south that with 800,000 people you've never even heard of. It's not the same size as Winnipeg. You have to trust me on these things. Why don't they trust me on these things? <laughs> I don't know. I've been everywhere. <laughs> Jax Burton in Edmonton says, Thanks, Rod, for letting us into your mind. Keep it going. Be careful what you wish for. We've <laughs> been doing that for five hundred and thirty-three shows. <laughs> Episodes, yeah. And growing. Yes. By the way, this show available, Game Plus TV Network, all across Manitoba on Bell MTS Cable. In Washington and Oregon states on TDS cable, Mm -hmm. tell your friends there's this lunatic in Canada that for two hours every day just rants. And he's always right. Gino DePauli checking in from Calgary, Alberta. Calgary. That's another thing. Did you hear the announcers last night on the Seattle drafts call it Calgary? Mm-hmm. And they just... I'm like... Skin crawl. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Put on the hockey broadcasters. They would know that it's Calgary. What are we doing here? Anyways, Gino DiPaoli says, what does the future hold for teams like the Thunderbirds and Silver Tups in the WHL with the and now the big ticket for hockey? I feel it could go two ways. I'm of the belief, more hockey the better. We were on this... When they announced they were getting a team a year ago Mm -hmm. or however long ago, the more hockey, the better. Now, I understand it's not Winnipeg where they have the NHL and the AHL and the WHL and multiple junior A teams all in one city. But to have two major junior teams plus an NHL team in a city of four million people, which we've now learned, it's big enough for everybody. Right. Yeah, it's it's shoot. It is. It's going to be the hockey capital of the Pacific Northwest. Uh, So I'm going to read last night's news. For the city of Buffalo, it was fun while it lasted. After not hosting a Major League Baseball game since 1915, Buffalo made the most of its opportunity hosting the Toronto Blue Jays over two seasons because of COVID-19 concerns. It all ended last night as the Boston Red Sox beat Toronto 7-4 in the final MLB game to be played in the city for the foreseeable future. Jays will be back home at Rogers Center beginning July 30th, but they're off today. The Hamilton Honey Badgers outscored the Ottawa Blackjacks 24-13 in the fourth quarter to escape with an 87-75 win Wednesday night in front of home fans at the first Ontario Center for the first time this season. Tonight in the CBL, Saskatchewan visits Guelph and now the Rattlers watch is on. They're 0 9 and even their own fans are wondering if they're gonna go to 0 14. How do you feel? Maybe Nervous should face off about that? Nervous. <laughs> Nervous. Okay. They gotta um, get one. Right? Starts with one. Right? Yeah. Um, well, uh, we're, you know, listen, write this down. You can't win four games without winning one first.
2: How about that?
0: Just ask me. I know stuff. Okay. Uh, Colin in Ottawa says You're right, Rod. When looking up populations of U.S. cities, you have to go by metropolitan statistical area because they don't have amalgamated cities like most of our cities. For sure. I couldn't believe when I was driving through Hamilton, It said population, 190,000 people. I'm like, what? What? But it's not. Hockey Canada has announced that 51 players have been invited to attend Canada's National Junior Team Summer Developmental Camp at the Seven Chiefs Sports Plex on the Sutina Nation near Calgary. Five goalies, 16 D-men, and 30 forwards will be part of the eight-day camp. Now, it's a holy war that Conor Bedard has not been invited to that camp. The wonder boy. And I get it. But as we've learned from a head scout friend of mine, he's going to the under 18 camp at the same time. And yes, he should be in the big camp. Moose doesn't agree, but he's allowed to be wrong. Have I changed your mind yet? No. Of course not. You're very close-minded,
3: son. I think he should be on the world junior team, though.
0: (laughs) There's the face-off, and we didn't even know it. For ultimate fans on the Mad Greek restaurant, it would be a great poll question. By the way, maybe a better poll question than what than what I came up with today. Did you watch the Seattle draft TV special last night? It's like fifty seven percent said no, they did not. Um, me, can I just say Dustin Johnson's among thirty players in the field this week at the three M Open in Minnesota. Uh, 30 players who played in the British Open last week. Six players at the event turned down their spots in the Olympics, including DJ. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars... RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Back with all kinds of stuff in overtime right after this. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod.
0: Okay, welcome back, everybody. It is overtime, and it is everybody's, not everybody's, but most people's favorite segment, where we do full-on viewer takeover, and we got another new viewer here watching on YouTube. And Austin, hang on. I'm going to get to your question right away, because it's awesome. And thanks. I don't know how you found us, but thanks for chiming in, because that's what we do here. We're interactive. Our text line, if you're not watching streaming and you're watching on Game Plus TV, is right there. 306-840-8777. That's 840-8777. Please write it down. And wherever you watch television, you know what? Get it tattooed on your hand. How about 306-840-8777. That? 306-840-8777. Then you'll never forget it. Then you can text us every day. With your question. So Austin says, hang on, Lou Gamlin, I'll get to you next. Austin Donahoe. And while we're answering your question, Austin, would you mind writing us where you're from? Where do you think he's from? Ooh. I'll say Austin, Texas. Uh. He says, do you think so far the ESPN deal was a mistake? First, the picture of not McDavid. Yeah. And last night, the Carolina Panthers. It's not a mistake, because I watch ESPN get up every morning, and a lot of times I watch ESPN Sports Center at night, and for years they've never talked about the NHL, or that tiny little segment with Barry Melrose, which is okay, but not great. Now they're talking about it every day, and as of yesterday, you're watching ESPN now. Notice that they're talking about the NHL? That's right. That's what Americans are watching is ESPN 1, 2, and 3, and ESPN News, and ESPN U, and ESPN Plus. So, of course, the NHL needs to be on ESPN. Now, did they stub their toe and scrape their knees a little bit last night? Yes. Should they have had Chris Fowler hosting it? No. But who cares? You watched it. Steinbeck, Manitoba. I was close. I said Austin, Texas. It's the Austin, Texas of the North. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think it is. What did the Wings do? Oh, here it is. It was the trade. Stevie Breaking news. Yeah. Lou Gamelin's watching in Michigan. He says Stevie Y did it again. Huge deal for Detroit. Goalie Alex Nedeljevic. Did I say that right? Probably not. From Carolina. He's good. I know that. He was up for the Calder. Right. Nedeljevic? How do you say it? Nedeljevic. From Carolina to Detroit for a third, and Jonathan Bernier's. Unrestricted free agent rights, Nijelkovic. Thank you. Where did Carolina get all these goalies from? I know They got a million goalies. I know. Well, one less now. Uh, Shane Gostisbehere and a second and seventh rounder at Arizona. Philly clears four point five million off their books with that one. Tyler Pitlick from Seattle to Calgary, and it's an undisclosed return on that change uh, deal. So that's today's NHL trade news. As as we get set to go off the air. Yeah. Um, we do have more breaking news. This is a big one. I will hand it to Moose for the announcement of this. I think we have a graphic for it. Don't we? The Green and oh, White Luncheon. Yes. I'm like, Wake wait up. a second. What am I announcing?
3: Yes. August the 6th. This is game day. So the Green and White Lunch will uh, feature former Riders President Jim Hobson and Rod Peterson. Uh, a little lunch. You, great Westerns providing everybody a complimentary product, a nice. beer, and uh, we're going to do a little hot stove. 12.30, Friday, August 6th, if you're in the rectangle in Regina for the game, um, come out for lunch at uh, Crave Kitchen and Wine Bar. Awesome spot, great food. Tickets are available at Eventbrite. There's an event listed on Facebook. We've got links, I believe, that we can throw up here. Uh, watch our social media channels. There are only 40 tickets available. Very intimate, very intimate, so uh, you've got to get your tickets soon.
0: Uh, yes, sir. That is the day of the game. That's Friday, right. August 6th, the, the very day that the BC Lions are in town to take on the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Riders, Jim Hobson and I. And it's like you say, tickets are limited. It's in that private area at Crave Kitchen and Wine Bar. Yes. A little bit of a hot stove. That's where we're doing green and white football luncheon to kick off this CFL season. From some of our viewers here, Chris Bird, I know what I was doing. He goes, no, you didn't say Detroit right. Detroit, not Detroit. Yeah. Tell Bob Cole that. He always said Detroit. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. And by the way, so you say Toronto. Is that right? I'll do the talking. You do the watching. Wayne in Victoria says, uh, you can also program the text line into your phone. Well, there is that, but I would prefer a tattoo. Tattoo. Uh, now everybody's awake. Oh, Jeff, this, yeah, a brand branded into your skin Uh, from Jeff, the Stamps fan. Rod, can we have a CFL prediction show sometime in the next two weeks? I think we should do that. First, I thought he said a CFL prediction sometime in the next two weeks. I'm like, I'm waiting on that. I actually did do a predictions New Year's. Column that I wrote, if you go back and look, it was the prediction for mm-hmm. the standings, but that's changed. A lot of things have changed. That's right. Some teams are falling apart as we go. That's the part of what's going on in the CFL that you don't know with players dropping like flies. So I'm not going to do any predictions till like, maybe it'll be the day before the game. week one. Yeah. We're going to do it, like but we- I'm reserving Any predictions with the Canadian Football League right now? Like the morning of August 5th, we predict the standings. (laughs) We We know who's on the field, who's on every roster. We can make better decisions. Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York, says we might be doing something of that when he's on my podcast next week. Yes, I'm going on the podcast, his show, no credentials required. Uh, He says, I say Detroit, you say Detroit. Let's call the whole thing off. Everybody's going off about uh, Milt. The turtle man's coming on tomorrow. Milt the stilt. Everybody wants to know why he does a hashtag paper plates. He'll never say. We asked him that last time he was on. So don't, we're not going to ask him tomorrow. He'll never say. Thanks to Craig Button, Ryan Leslie, this entire crew, most of all you for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus. Truth's in the coffee. It's Truth Serum.
2: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.